hearing God's voice in difficult times. I've always admired people of faith. When I look at Scripture, I'm challenged when I think of someone like Abraham, who God said, leave your home and go to a new home, but he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where the destination would be, but that didn't matter. He still had faith, and he began that journey. He stepped out in faith to follow God, having no idea where that journey would take him. That's amazing faith. I think of the disciples who um, they left everything as young men to follow Jesus, and all of them ended up giving their lives for him. Leaving everything took great faith. I think of the great men and women throughout church history. I think of the great missionaries that have left everything to follow God, and I think of even our missionaries today, like Dr. Paul Allen, who gets to go back to the DR in a couple weeks, and we've been praying for that. But men and women and families who have given up everything to live by faith and to follow God, and I am always challenged. There's a book that I keep by my bed. It's a book of just writings from George Mueller on faith, and I can't tell you how many times I have looked through this book over the years because his faith was so amazing. In the 1800s, God called him to not only minister for the Lord and preach the gospel, but to start orphanages across England, and he had nothing to his name, and he had to believe God for every pound that was raised. He had to believe God for every meal for those thousands upon thousands of orphans that God had put into his care, and I think of the great faith that it took. None of the lives that I've talked about that have lived with great faith, none of their lives were easy. In fact, it ended up costing them everything because this is what's important to remember, that if you're going to live a life of faith, there are no guarantees. A life of faith is simply that. It's a life of faith, not a life of guarantees. I also want to say that a life of faith is not just something we do on the weekends. Well, this is my faith time. This is my time with God. No, our whole life should be lived by faith. We should put our hope in the God who loves us, will provide for us, will take care of us, who is in control, and we need to live by faith. Elijah was one of those great men of faith, a great man of God. Israel called him the greatest prophet. He was powerful, and in the chapter before what was read in chapter 18, it's the story of the clash between the prophets of Baal and Elijah. 450 prophets of Baal against Elijah. Israel was wavering back and forth between worshiping Baal and worshiping God, and, and, and Elijah said, no, this has got to come to an end. And so he challenged them, whoever, whatever God brings fire down from heaven, and 450 prophets prayed all day and nothing happened. And in a two-sentence prayer uttered by Elijah, not only did fire fall, 
it burned up everything, including the altar, because God is God alone. That's tremendous faith, right? Right after that, he prays that God would open up the heavens because it has been in a drought for years, and God opens the heavens. I mean, Elijah was a great man of faith, but there was an unforeseen collapse coming in the prophet's life that he didn't see coming. There's been an unforeseen collapse coming in 2020 that we didn't see, right? When we began this year, I remember, yeah, this is going to be a great year. It's a new year. It's a new decade. It's a new day. It's so exciting. And now, it feels like a wasted season of our life. For some, it's been the hardest year of your life. It's time to change that. It's funny, I, I've been, uh, I see these memes on, on the internet, so I'll, I'll share them with you. It's a baby Yoda meme. I, I love it. You know, it's, he says, I finished my 90-day trial of 2020. How do I cancel? Yeah, it's like, how do we just cancel this year or the, or the next one with the baby Yoda and the old Yoda? This year has aged all of us. Letdowns can be hard to handle. And a lot of times we have mountaintop experiences with God that are soon followed by a valley experience. Mountaintop experiences don't last forever. Valley experiences don't last forever. And God is with us in both. But it seems as though things change. Like we're living in this yo-yo. It's, it's so funny because... One day we can feel closer to God than we've ever been in our whole life. We just feel so close to God. And then the next day, we're like, God, where are you? We feel alone. We feel helpless. And, and it's like, how is that even possible? That's what happened in the life of Elijah. I mean, one day he is the most amazing man of God, this tremendous man of faith. And then the next day he finds himself scared, alone, and depressed. He had done everything right. He had believed God. He had seen the power of God. Uh, he, he was living for God. And then all of a sudden, something came in. And it's interesting that what came into his life is exactly what Heather had a word from the Lord about. And that's fear. He was an amazing, strong man of faith a man of God, and then fear got into his spirit. See, when Jennifer read for us, it was after the exciting time of, of God defeating the prophets of Baal and, and sending rain, and it should have been the best time for Israel because they're now worshiping God, and it should have been the best time for Elijah, but uh, Jezebel hears about it, and Jezebel is um, embarrassed and so she says, you know what, I'm going to kill you, Elijah. And Elijah, this great man of faith, man of God, should have laughed at her, but instead, he let fear get in his spirit. Instead of believing that God would deliver him as God had delivered him in so many occasions, he allowed that fear to get inside of him, and he looked at the problem, and he didn't look to God. And so he begins to run for his life, and he ends up finding himself alone. 
and depressed and deflated and feeling sorry for himself and talking to God. God, I've done everything right, and now look at all the problems in my life. Look, God, what I've done. And he even comes to the point where he says, God, I just want to die. I just want this to all be over. I have served you, and I'm serving you all by myself, and now they're going to kill me. I just want out. What I want you to notice from here on out is how God handles Elijah. And you're, you're going to notice something that in this difficult season in Elijah's life, God did not abandon him. God did not rebuke him. God did not say, how dare you not believe me? Instead, he's the same God helping Elijah as he was before that if you listened in the story and, and you have it open in front of you, you'll notice that God gave Elijah rest. Some of us need some rest in our life right now. You know, it's funny, it, there's been more things canceled than ever before, right? And yet we feel busier, we feel tired, we feel like we can't sleep. You know, it, there's nothing going on, you know, we, we can't plan any big things, and yet we're, we're, we're in such need of rest, and God can give you rest. God provided food. I mean, Elijah's in the middle of the wilderness, and, and there's no way to get food. There's no way to make food, and yet God provided for him, and there may be things in your life that you need desperately that you can't get. God will provide for you. God will take care of you. He, he also just comes in and gives him protection. He hides him out in this cave. And, and it's in this moment, listen to me, that God did not reject Elijah. In fact, he drew Elijah closer to himself because Elijah had to rediscover the power of God. Elijah had to rediscover how to hear God's voice because he had heard God's voice in many mighty ways. And maybe you've heard God in the past in a mighty voice and in a mighty way, but you're wondering today, God, where are you right now? And what's interesting, instead of coming in a powerful way, God shows up in a very gentle, quiet way in his life, and he had to tune his ear to God's voice. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 27, words in red in your Bible, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. We have to tune our ears to hear our Savior. See, in our reading today, Elijah had to tune his ears to God because God was not in the windstorm. God was not in the earthquake. God was not in the fire. God was in a gentle whisper. Some translations say a still, small voice. It wasn't like the day on Mount Carmel where God rained that fire down and showed up in such a powerful way. It was in this gentle whisper. And it's in that moment that Elijah trains himself to hear God in a new way, in a new day in his life. He learns to hear that voice and he steps out of the cave to meet with God. And God meets with Elijah right where he's at. I love when Steve Sampson comes to our church, and if you don't know who Steve Sampson is, uh, he ministers uh, in the prophetic. God has given him a gift to hear the voice of the Lord and share it with people, and, and uh, it's always a great time when he comes, and I love uh, picking his brain when he comes, just spending time with him. It's like, how do you hear the voice of God so clearly? It just must be so loud as he speaks to you, and, and I remember him 
telling me, no, it's not loud. He says, the longer I walk with God, and again, uh, Steve Sanson's been traveling for the Lord for decades upon decades. He said, it's actually the longer I walk with the Lord, the quieter his voice becomes. That it's that, that gentle whisper because God is a God of peace and God is a God of intimacy, a God of relationship. And he wants us close to him so we can hear him. And so God's not shouting in his ear. There's just these gentle whispers in his ear. He, he, he says that's how it is. The longer we walk with God, the gentler his voice becomes. And when it comes to God's voice, and, and Steve Sampson wrote a book on You Can Hear the Voice of God. I encourage you to get it. It's, it's one of the best books out there on hearing the voice of God. But he says this in his book, the key is not to let religious activity become a substitute for intimacy with God. That we wouldn't be so busy that we miss that relationship. That we miss that closeness with God. I saw this picture this week. It'll be on the screen. Dear God, never let me be so busy that I can't hear your voice. Don't let me be so busy that I can't hear your voice. Because God is always speaking. He's always speaking. Are we listening to his voice? A little while ago, uh, Leslie and I did what they call cutting the cord. And so we bought an antenna for our TV just to, just to watch antenna TV. And so I bought the antenna and I hooked it up and I turned it on and nothing was there. I thought, we've really cut the cord. <laughs> Maybe God's speaking. No. And then, then I realized that, that new TVs are different than old TVs, and you have to, like, search for the channels. It has to go out and then tune in those digital frequencies so that your TV can get those channels. And so we did that, and it was amazing how many channels were out there when they showed up on my TV. And I thought about that in, in the sense of that we need to tune in to the voice of God. There are a lot of channels in our life. There are a lot, there's a lot of noise in our life. There's, there's, there's a lot in our life, but we need to tune into the channel that God is speaking on. That we need to find that and tune in and listen for his still, small voice. Our world, in the next few months, is going to get louder and crazier and noisier than it's ever been before. We need to be close to God to hear his voice. We need that intimate, close relationship with the Lord. We need to be tuned into his voice during these times. Another quote from Steve's book says, At times we simply cannot hear the Lord because we are in a state of stress and worry, full of the cares of this world. An agitated mind is a barrier to the thoughts of God. An agitated mind is a barrier to the thoughts of God. That we can't let the worry and the stress of this life crowd out the voice of God. We have to sometimes fast from what the world is putting inside of us, and we need to fast even from our own thoughts and just have the thoughts of God. God, what are your thoughts today? What, what's on your mind today? Because listen, God is the same God on the mountain that he is in the valley. 
And whether you're on the mountain today or the valley, God is the same. And there's three things. God is with you. God is in control. And God loves you. So if you're on the mountain, God is with you. God is in control and God loves you. If you're in the valley, God is still with you. God is still in control and God still loves you. Those three things never, ever change. And he will minister to you through the ups and downs of this life. On the days that you feel the closest to him and the days you feel all alone. God is with you. He was with Elijah. He will be with you. And God will give you the strength to get through any season. A lot of people are looking at 2020 as a wasted season of life. Just, God, I want this to be over. I want to move on from this year. Listen to me, this is so important. God never wastes a season in your life. God will never waste a season in your life. He is at work in this season of your life, and sometimes his deepest work is in the most difficult season of our life. That God is at work inside of us. You know, I, I, I know we've been talking about prayer time, but I want to read it for you so that you have the scripture. It's Isaiah 61.3. And this is in a moment of, of prophetic grief uh, that, that Zion is going through. And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I want you to get that verse, hold on to it, because you want to know what? That's what I've been praying over you guys, over you, over your family, that God will give you beauty instead of ashes, joy instead of mourning. He's going to give you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness, that he will plant you like a mighty oak for his glory, for his splendor. I've been praying that for you. And I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Because this has been the most difficult season in a lot of ways. It's difficult not only in my life, but, but as, as a leader. It's, it's, it's hard to know what to do at different times. And, and there's so many opinions and so many voices. And just to get the heart of God, to tune into the heart of God, trying the best as a, as a pastor and elders, tuning in to what God says and what he desires. And, and uh, I feel so inadequate. And to just be really honest with you, it, it's hard to lead in a time like this. It's hard to lead your family. It's hard to lead the church. It's hard wherever you're at. It, it's a difficult time. It's, it's been the hardest time for me. And, and we just we were in our staff meeting this last week. And, and you're talking about the future, but no one knows what the future holds, right? You don't know what tomorrow holds or next month or next year. We don't know. And so it's like it's so hard to even plan Usually at this time, we're planning, we're, man, we're planning through Christmas and New Year's into the new year, we're believing God, we're, let's go, you know, and, and, and now we just, okay, God, what do you want to do today? <laughs> what do you want to do next week? And, and this, is, this is the picture the Lord gave me. I feel like a little boy holding on to my dad's hand for dear life, that if I let go, I'm going to get lost. And so I'm squeezing that hand so tight. That's what I feel like right now. 
And the Lord spoke to me, and he says, I'm squeezing yours right back. And I'm never going to let you go. And that's what I feel like. And so I wish I could stand up here and say, okay, this is where we're going, and this is what God... You know what? I'll just say, follow me as I follow Christ, and just grab hold of his hand as tight as you can, and he will grab hold of yours, and he will lead you tomorrow and the next day, because I don't know what's coming, you don't know what's coming, but he knows what's coming. And that's childlike faith. That's what he says. I'm not going to lose my way, because he is the way. I'm not going to believe a lie, because he's the truth. He's going to give me abundant life in the most difficult season of my life because I'm holding on to his hand. Just hold on to his hand today. This is not a wasted season. He is drawing us close to him, and we're so close so we can hear his whisper. It's okay, my child. I'm with you. I'm the same God that's on the mountaintop when you can see clearly when you're holding my hand in the valley and you can't see the next step. He's the same He loves you today. He's still in control. He is with you. Let God do his deepest work in this season of your life. Amen? Bow your heads and your hearts with me. We don't have much time. This is um, something we, we want to do after every service, and that's just spend some time in prayer, but today's gonna be different. We are going to just practice what we have heard preached, and that's to listen to the still, small voice. So I've asked Leanne just to play quietly on on the keyboard, but we're not going to pray out loud. We're not going to sing a song. I'm going to ask you to quiet yourself. I'm going to ask everyone not to talk during this time or even pray out loud during this time. I'm going to ask us not to pray, but to listen. Because I believe that God is speaking. But we have to tune in to his voice. And so just for the next five minutes, that's all we have left, I'm just going to ask you to be quiet and listen to the voice of God. Maybe you're used to hearing his voice. Maybe you've never heard his voice before. I want to tell you, when you draw close to him, he draws close to you and just listen to the still, small voice. Listen to the gentle whisper of the Spirit this morning. You may need to even grab a piece of paper and a pen when he tells you something and just write it down or maybe pull out your phone real quick. Don't don't go on any apps. Just write down, though, what the Lord is saying to you because I believe that the Lord's going to speak to us in these next five quiet moments. Lord, speak. Your children are listening.
thank you for speaking to us. Lord, continue to speak to us this week. Give us ears to hear, Lord. And Lord, do your deepest work in this difficult season. say that even if you're struggling to hear the voice of the Lord, the Lord would say that he just loves being close to you. It's okay to be quiet. Sometimes those are the most close or intimate parts of a relationship. When you just sit quietly with a friend your spouse or whatever, just that quiet moment is so powerful. As I was waiting on the Lord over there, I was just saying, God, what do you want to speak? And, and he told me that he is holy and that he is making us holy. He's making the church holy. And I saw this picture of a, of a washing machine that there were all these clothes in this washing machine, all different colors and, and um, just all, all different types of clothes, just washing around, and it just it looked rough in the washing machine. But when they came out, they were clean and bright and new and fresh, and I believe that God is taking us through a season where he's making us holy. He's drawing our hearts to him. When you're, when you're close to him, that begins to, to remove the dirt. It removes the, the grime. It removes the sin in your life. And so get through this season close to the Lord. He's cleaning us up. He's, he's making a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And he's working on your life in this season. Don't fight it. Don't waste it. Don't wish that it was over. Just draw near to him during this season. Amen. Amen. It's good to be close to the Lord. And I hope that uh, it's not just Sundays that we carve out this kind of time for the Lord, but that we would do this every single day. When we wake up, throughout the day, when we go to bed, just that quiet moment with the Lord. That's so important. As we go this morning, um, just uh, remind uh, everyone here and online, uh, not a lot of announcements, just uh, stay in touch with the church. Uh, best way to do that is online and, and even on our homepage. There's so many different things there. Um, you can uh, just download the app for the church so you have that. You can fill out a connection card. Our uh, devotionals, this is this month if you want a copy and get it, but at the end of the month, the new one comes out. We just want to make sure we have everybody's address so we can send this to you. Um, and it, there's no charge. We just send it out to everybody. It, it takes some extras if you, if you want today. There's also a little sheet on hearing the voice of God or five, God, five things that God wants you to know. You can grab that uh, out in the lobby as well. That's free. My book's out there on hearing the voice of God if you want to buy one of those. But uh, stay in touch on the website. 
one announcement that we have, very excited about. Next weekend, we're going to restart our kids' ministry. Okay, so that's kind of an exciting thing. Uh, and um, uh, it's not nursery, not preschool, because nursery and preschool is a little harder uh, to socially distance and for the kids to listen. So it'll be kindergarten through fifth grade. Uh, Pastor Luke is putting together a team. They will all be wearing masks, and they will all be outside. Well, kids will, masks are optional for kids, but all the, we'll, they'll be outside because it's beautiful, beautiful weather. If something happens where they can't be outside, we're going to clear out the gym, so there's plenty of room for our kids in there. And uh, it's, it's time to get some things restarted. And so we're going to do our best. Like I said, we're just taking a step at a time. And, um, and so we're going we're gonna to begin that next weekend. We're going to try that out next weekend. So all the kids next weekend, if maybe you're at home and you've been waiting for kids' ministry to start, it's starting next week, Saturday and Sunday. So you can be a part of that. I mentioned this last week. I'll just mention it quickly here. Uh, we're going to be receiving an offering in a few weeks uh, for, for just a need here. Obviously, 2020 has changed everything. We were going to put everything on hold that we wanted to do. We did make some pretty severe cuts in our budget. Uh, we, we slashed salaries and all the things that we could slash, um, and we were making it. We were, we were going to be okay, um, but we weren't going to do any work around the church just because of what's going on, but uh, we, we can't wait on a project any longer. We have to take care of our roof. Uh, there are actually holes in our roof up there, uh, there, and it's actually producing some structural problems. So we have to take care of that this year. I know it's not a good time, but this is the time that God is asking us to do it, so we have to do it. Uh, bricks are falling off the building. We need to take care of that. There's just some other things. We're actually waiting on two more uh, things to come in. Uh, we'll give you an amount and stuff in a week or two, um, but I'm just going to ask you to pray about what you can give toward this. I know some people have already given some seed gifts, and I'm grateful for that. But just pray about what you can give during this time. Uh, also, we're excited uh, that, that we can be a house uh, for our church. We can be a house for Church of Bethlehem, for Christian Life College, for uh, just all the, the great ministries like Mission Possible that's here and so many missionaries that, that we help support through here. We need a strong house for that. And I'm, I'm really excited to announce that there's a preschool moving in called Busy Bee. They're going to be moving in this fall. And uh, it, it's something they had approached us a long time ago about moving in. And we just kept saying, no, 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 we don't, don't want to do that. And, and then as I continued to approach and I prayed and we prayed as elders, we're like, okay, maybe this is the Lord um, working out a relationship and, and this is supposed to happen. And so we really took a season of prayer and left it in God's hands. God, you've got to work everything out. Obviously, we, we're not going to make this happen. God, you got to make this happen. And it, was, it, it really has been a God thing. And I'll share more about that in the weeks to come. And so we need to be strong for them, for the little kids and, and the families in our community that will be walking through our doors. So uh, thank you for praying about giving. You can give today as you exit. Pastor Joel will be out there. Um, and uh, you can give online through the website. And so thank you for being faithful in your giving. And we're going to receive the blessing of the Lord. I'll get my mic off as quick as I can, my mask on. And I'll meet you outside to talk and to pray. Um, and again... Uh, if there's anything you need, please let us know as a church. But we do need to exit quickly so the staff can clean the sanctuary, the bathrooms, the lobby, the family room. Um, and, uh, and so we'll exit outside and talk because it's going to be nice and warm out there, isn't it? So I'll probably take my coat off too. But uh, would you stand? And uh, before we go, uh, we're going to sing.
the doxology to give all praise to God and then receive his blessing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. The Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. 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 Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.